Yo, yo, everybody. I'm Marstead. I'm Galacticodiac. And I'm Pythagatron. And this is Host Alert, sharing insights from up-and-coming streamers. Uh, today we're discussing patience and how developing your patience muscle is necessary in every facet of streaming. Before we get into it, um, in our something we have learned from our, our past couple podcast recording attempts is that we're all really polite people, so if somebody else starts talking at the same time, we all want to simultaneously say, no, you go ahead. So maybe we should like <laughs> not do that and just... If we're both talking at the same time, just keep talking, and eventually some one of us will shut up. <laughs> All right, one of you, one of you will cave. Right. I can go do that. Hey, <laughs> it's like the it's like the verbal equivalent of like walking into somebody in a hallway and doing that little dance when you <laughs> no, you go, no, you go. no, you you were here first. Why don't you? No, no, no. I insist. No, I insist. <laughs> like yeah. that whole. It, it's funny. Those moments, it quickly turns from politeness to just like hatred of each other like, <laughs> no, at, first, right. at first you're like oh all right no okay all right and it's like no all right get the hell out of my way all right i'll, I'll, I'll even like, have to push you over to get past you now this is dumb you know I'm like, I'm like, I need to... <laughs> that's wow that is so like now i guess like lots of things wow that's like just a great little like you ever want to talk about like society and, and nature nurture stuff man just talk just bring that example in I think different people have a different meter or a timer for like when their patience runs out in a situation like that so in my case if I ever get a phone call I my my phone call tolerance meter for like bullshit like small talk is so small if someone calls and goes hey how's it going and I'm like oh my god what do you want? You know, and that's horrible. But I think that everybody is going to do that eventually, right? Maybe somebody else's meter is 30 minutes. But if someone calls and says, hey, how you doing? And starts going on about the weather, eventually they're going to be like, why did you call me? But yeah, when they call and like, hey, and I'm like, hey, and then there's that pause. That awkward pause, oh, like, what did you need? Yeah. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, okay, I got it. <laughs> I got to go. Uh. I think it's interesting, though, because in, in my personal, my personal head canon is that patience is kind of a muscle. You know, like I think it's something that has to be practiced. It has to be worked on and you can develop a lot of patience over time. Most of the people who I know who are the most, most patient in the world, uh, like just have dealt with so much crap that they're just like, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm used to this level and this level, you know, we're 45 minutes into stuff that I'm used to with, with the nonsense from other people. And then they kind of start to crack, you know? How do you have to uh, exercise your patience muscle as a Twitch streamer? I, um, you know, it's funny. I recently started getting some really bad stream sniping on a uh, black desert. Uh, and can you define stream sniping? Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, so essentially it's just people, you know, who literally will look on like leaderboards for my character's name and, and come to whatever channel I'm on. Cause in BDO, there are different channels you can be on there entire instances of the game world where you can separate yourself from other players. Um, they'll look for on the leaderboard and you, you know, watch the stream and see, Oh, he's in this area of the map on this channel. I'm going to go there and I'm just going to attack him and disrupt everything. He's trying to do that kind of stuff. Right. Um, you know, just about with any game, I think souls games are pretty bad for it as well. People will try to invade specifically you a uh, hearthstone. People will save really good decks and try to interrupt a streamer who is uh, doing like an arena um, at a certain number of wins or losses, they'll try to try to force their way into queuing up against that person so that they can like use this really good deck against them. Um, you know, depending on the game, it's harder, but you know, so people have been doing that to me and I've literally been using it as like a patience thing. 
because uh, in BDO, people are like, oh, you have to get into the open world PvP. You have to fight people. And I was like, you know what? I don't really feel like doing that. So what we are going to do is I'm just going to ignore them. So I'm, like, walking places with, like, a bunch of people, like, swarming behind me, attacking my character and killing them over and over again, trying to see how long I can go before I, like, have to respond to it at all, <laughs> just to practice my patience. I, I think I was watching uh, a little bit when when this happened. Like, you were walking somewhere, and there's like, three people that just constantly were just beating the crap out of you, and you kept going or something yeah. like that. Is that what we're talking yeah. about? Yeah, I was just I just kept going. I was like, yeah, I was, we're just gonna see how long I can t- tolerate this. I was waiting for you to like just like get pissed off or something, and even I was stunned that like, man, the tremendous amount of patience, you know, he is like showing right now is like is legendary. I'm like, wow, I I would I would not be able. It would definitely get to a point where I would not be able to like tolerate something like that because just being able to just trying to walk around in the game and continually getting pummeled and beaten over and over again. Huh, I mean, I mean, I love I love Dark Souls as much as any other Dark Souls fan, but that's like, that's like worse, man. That's just I don't know. That's just super brutal. I'd say like the video community is pretty bad for it, but I do find it like an interesting like thing in general. You know, like you know, we all kind of get stuff in our chats and whatnot, and we just kind of we get to purge it, and you know. But now that it's in the game, it's outside of your control now, right? There's nothing. There's nothing you can do about it. You can't ban them from BDO and get them to leave you alone. You can't really banish somebody who invades you in dark souls yeah well uh, well not really there are yeah, i mean dark souls you can like play offline i think well, no, but... there's an item that can force phantoms to leave your world world or something i forgot what it is oh yeah yeah they do have that don't they but i think that that would that would you know detract from the fun a little bit like i remember playing demon souls and this some kid popped in my chat his name was like death ghost 77 or something like that and he's like hey what's your what's your soul level I'm like told him what it was because I didn't know yet that that probably meant he was trying to invade me. And then you know, two minutes later, XX420 Sephiroth Death Ghost 77 XX joins in, destroys me, leaves, and then two hours later, the same guy joins my chat again and says, "Hey, what's your SL?" I said, "Hey, buddy, I I know what you're doing. You were in here two hours ago." He said, "What? No, that must have been a different Death Ghost." <laughs> it's just, so oh, I, yeah. I think it must have been a clan or something. Well, I right, yeah. There's a, there's this clan and. At that point, I think that that's a good, interesting pivot is that how do you deal with kids in your channel? I think the three of us hey. all have pretty adult, not necessarily like uh, mature or inappropriate, but like mature discussions. So when you get kids that are like 10, 11, 12, they, they interact with Twitch in a different way than I think oh, yeah. most adults do. It's, um, and it's very prominent for me because I, the, I, whenever I stream, because I do Minecraft Realm server with subs, mm-hmm. and whenever I stream Minecraft that's like the yeah so that's where a lot of the younger audience the the, the elite trollsers you know of you know that whole outfit and everything come into chat and um it's it's definitely different and as far as like the level of um attention i think is the biggest thing mm. like the younger audience definitely seeks more attention in general not from just a streamer but from everything else um, so I try to like, sometimes it works by just completely ignoring. Um, and then sometimes it works by like giving them attention, but in the most like opposite way that they want it. <laughs> and then, like you would say, like I straight up one time just started like some, some kid coming in there. Like it, it was a lot of like, they, they were like some of them. It's weird. There's a lot of like script kitties and, uh, Twitch 
chat under Minecraft at the very lower viewer levels. So all of a sudden, like two or three people of like very similar names come in and start saying the very same exact thing. And it's just like, oh, I wonder, you know, but uh, they, they said something and I just straight up read. I read their like, let's say it was, you know, uh, it, it, let's let's go with like it was XX, uh, you know, Call of Duty, uh, you know, 360 no scope uh, XX. Right. <laughs> says something and, and he would say something really, really dumb, you know, your typical thing. And I just be like, I'd be like, oh, so you really oh, you really like or, or I would say something. You know, XX360 says, hey, Pythag, trying to really like your stream, man. You're doing a good job, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, all right, well, hey, thank you. Okay, I appreciate that. You know, and I, I would I would basically insert that they've said something nice about me and read it out loud in, like, the most serious face that I can. <laughs> and sometimes it would really, like, set them off, and then they'll stop. It would, like, get a little bit worse, and then they'll just straight up disappear. So I have kind of fun with that. Um, but a lot of times it would be just straight up, like uh, – ignoring and, and, and the biggest thing is other members in your chat ignoring them as well yes, yes even if yeah. you ignore them and one other person in your chat engages with it it's it's over so like yeah i've and and but if viewers of your chat see it's almost it's almost like modeling the behavior right if if uh and this is coming from me a special ed teacher uh you know this is like strategies i use all the time in class uh, you know, you you model certain behavior whether you realize it or not. And if in the more and more you like ignore certain things in chat, like saying certain stuff, usually your consistent viewers kind of get the they kind of catch on and be like, oh, okay, we're ignoring this bull crap. And then they usually eventually ignore that stuff too. And then that's when it really works and shuts them down because not even people in chat are like paying attention to their nonsense. So. I think that might be your your greatest power as a streamer with streaming as like an entertainment medium because you could have things like a radio show where somebody can call in and they do not have the luxury of ignoring someone who calls in and says something awful. They can try to pre-screen the calls, but on Twitch, since it's asymmetrical and there's so much happening in chat at a time, you and your viewers are free to completely ignore something someone says. And I think that that's the most powerful thing you can do to shut down toxicity is if you engage it, that can be bad. If you even if you have one of your mods like time them out or ban them, now you've given them a reason to do something worse to your channel. Um, but if if they see they're not getting a response, it's the, the whole don't feed the trolls advice. They'll just move on and leave you be. Yeah, because it's it's pure attention seeking, and um, uh, and this is teaching one hundred and one as well that you know if if you have behavior um, that is not acceptable and it's you find it's attention seeking, which it usually is. There's different things you can do. You can straight out. It's, you can you can ignore it. You can read. You can give them attention uh, in a more of a positive reinforcement kind of way if they're doing good things, which is never usually the case in Twitch chat, anyways, with these people. Or you kind of redirect attention to them in a totally other way, and that usually shuts them down as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, from yeah, the, I've had. The, um... Oh, go ahead. Oh, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, this is my this is my hallway. Like, no. I um, <laughs> I I've had mixed um uh, mixed success with the different different styles of dealing with the stuff, right? Like because sometimes, um, like I you know, we all have generally pretty um, as we were saying, you know, not not mature in the sense of like a super positive kind of thing, just a neutral kind of concept. We all have generally like slightly older audiences and, and more mature people in the audiences. So there's a lot of discussions that happen in our brand of chat. Um, 
And, you know, I invite a lot of that. So sometimes people start engaging with something that isn't readily identifiable as trolling. And then it starts to kick into gear and it becomes a thing where now this person has kind of committed to this conversation. And because it's not really, you know, considered, especially in the West, like an adult thing to just kind of bail on a conversation instantaneously. Some people consider that you giving up or losing a conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they kind of are invested and they don't want to dive out. So the, the trolls kind of, you know, start metering themselves up to a point, And then they're like, now this person's invested. I got them on the hook. And then they start with like the hyperbole and the, mm-hmm. and the, the nonsense and the, and the inflammatory language that just leads to really stupid arguments. Mm-hmm. Um, and it becomes this kind of weird thing where it's like, I've had a lot of instances of just like, you know, marathon banning of people who get really, really, really ridiculous and very obviously just want to start grief, but kind of pretend to not be doing that, you know? And it's like a mixed bag, right? Because you don't want to just ban everybody who even shows any kind of demonstration of potentially being bad, but you kind of have to have a cutoff point where it's like, I'm going to tell you, hey, this isn't constructive. You're not presenting the information that you're trying to suggest very well. It's leading to arguments and, you know, this is going to stop soon. Yeah, well, you, and, you, and you don't want to set a precedent either. You don't want to be like, yeah, you know, uh, you're, if, you, if you say this or, or suggest this way in certain, you know, that you're going to be banned, you know, because then it, then it actually occurs right. a lot of chat in general and people are like almost scared to even say anything in chat. Yeah. And you also have a really quiet ass chat of a bunch of lurkers who are too afraid to say anything. Yeah, it's a really, 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 really like hard line or thin line to kind of walk across like, and it's, I will say that I, you know, I'll be the first to admit that there have been mistakes made here and there from mods who kind of misinterpret intention and different things like that. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, because there's, there's some subtle elements of like trolling that some people do, you know, because they actually have been hanging out and lurking and and trying to figure out ways to get at you sometimes. I'm sure that we've we've all kind of dealt with that. The ones who actually hang out for a bit just to try to see what does get through whatever, you know, patience and barriers you've built up to deal with dealing with trolls. And then, you know, you respond to that once and a mod kind of goes, oh, so we're not letting that happen? Okay, we're just going to shut all instances of that down. Right. Sometimes it's just an innocent person who's like, oh, hey, this question. And it's like, you didn't have to time that person out. He was legitimately asking the question. (laughs) And that's tough with your mods because you... Again, like you said, it's a it's a thin line. You want to be able to trust your mods to just make a decision without having to consult you. Um, I, I fear sometimes that my mods might be afraid to use their power when they can um, because they want to make sure that I would be okay with it. But the, what's the point then? Like I could I could just ban them too. Um, and but I, I've had the same problem where, for example, I had a couple mods that would um, ask people to tone down the emotes. Um, and I, my channel doesn't really have a lot of that. Like I'll know, I can usually tell if someone's a kid, if I see four or five emotes per line of chat, um, but it doesn't really bother me, but it's just, it's unusual. And when I did, I do these quarterly surveys that I send out to my subscribers and they came back and they said, I wish you'd tone down your emotes policy. And I was like, that's really interesting because I don't have an emotes policy. I don't have a rule. I don't have anything that says not to do it. Like, where would anyone get this idea that I don't want people using Twitch emotes? And I think it was just I had a culture of, of moderators, regular viewers that would, if someone came in and started spamming Kappa, they would get a ton of shit for it, you know? So I had to kind of 
reach out to them via Discord and say, hey guys, you know, if someone's being really using a ton of emotes, just lay off of them a little bit. I don't want to make it seem like that's not okay. Yeah. And and that is it is very interesting. I, I've noticed the same thing. If somebody comes in and just puts like four or five different general global emotes in, in one chat message and nothing else, I'm like, okay, that guy's 12 years old. Like it's it's almost like I, I don't know what it is, but it, it, it's it, it, there's some sort of I guess I guess it's not I guess it's like a discomfort in actually saying like anything like text wise to relate with other people in chat and they feel like they can express some sort or have some sort of interaction with chat by just hitting a bunch of random emotes mm-hmm. or they just want to like I don't even know. I, I honestly don't, but it's usually always the case. I, I, it's usually always the case when you see that. It's, I, th- I think it's really impressive how easy it is to tell who a kid is. Like, it's, that's a strange ability to have as a streamer, but I, I think I could probably guess the age range to within five or ten years of most of my viewers, and I'd be surprised if I got any of them wrong. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. And not even in, like, a pejorative sense, you know, saying, right. like, you know, younger people. Just, like, it's interesting, the different means of communication. But then at the same time, you know, as a generation, we probably use more shorthand and, like, stuff like ASCII than, you know, people older than us, mm-hmm. you know. And a generation or two ago, it wasn't even a thing to, to use any kind of shorthand you know, in that kind of sense. So it's, it's very interesting, like part of the transition. And I think we're just getting to be old enough where we really notice it in that way, because now there's enough people below us age wise, where it's, it's transitioned even more for them. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, Oh yeah. We have to be really cautious of the, the, I call it the kids these days fallacy. Um, There's a really great XKCD comic that I can probably throw a link to with the podcast that kind of describes how that's not, a new phenomenon like people have been complaining about the kids these days since the beginning of time yeah Um, and we were those kids that people were complaining about kids these days at one point (laughs) yeah and 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 the kids these days will be later saying kids these days uh yeah i think it's just an interesting thing in general because it's just the, the the I guess what's the what's the phrasing i'd use for it it's the fact that you know the start of your life is a point on an ongoing wave and it's hard to hard without like higher level thinking uh, and time put in invested into thinking about it the fact that prior to that point on the wave there was actually a wave that continued backwards in the other direction so you know these trends start and you know go up and down left and right all different directions with the evolution of language and the way people communicate and that's kind of always been the thing um you know if, if before it was you know, it was super long, like six page letters that took several months to get to people. And then it was uh, telegrams that are like one line of things that, you know, went through a phone line. Yeah, yeah I can I can already imagine the complaints about telegrams <laughs> destroying the English language because you had to be so brief. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> old timey Twitter. Yeah. And how surprisingly similar it would be to your complaints you hear today. And then I think I think part of like what it is about getting older and that whole older mentality mindset thing is just I think some of it is just like a lot of it. And this is this is me. I'm 33. Um, and I, I sometimes it's like what really gets me and is like just seeing the same shit but in like a different way over and over and over and over again. Yeah, I, think that's yeah. what really, I think that's what eventually wears you out. 
and you then then start getting that old person mentality, you know, get off my lawn sort of stuff where it's like you just see the same stuff over and over again. It's like, ah, oh, this this is that same old whatever, but it's just this this time and you know, it's just gonna be just a phase and it's gonna go away. But the kids that are all about it right now, they're super into it and they feel like it's like the coolest like thing ever that nobody's ever thought of and you're just back there, you know, like shaking your head like uh you know that's a good i think that that ties it back into the idea of, of really as a streamer one of the things you really need to work on is patience because dealing with the same old shit every day is the name of the game like if you have a stream theme or if you've got an objective or something that you're working on if you have some um ideas that you like to talk about things about game design you like you're pretty much going to be talking about them every single day and a lot of your audience is to be hearing it the same way every single day. And if you're playing similar games, you're going to get people who walk in and say the same thing. Like when I played a little bit of Fire Emblem, I kept having people pop in and be like, so what do you think about, you know, them censoring the amount of boobs in the U.S. version of the game? And I, I had like 10 people come in and say that same thing. And you have to decide, like, do I just ignore that? Do I respond to it every single time? Do I have a canned response? Do I make a macro in my bot? that I can just type exclamation point boobs and it gives my explanation. <laughs> that, that could be, I could see that bot command being interpreted many different ways, but, uh, <laughs> uh but it, it's, it's, it's that, it's that right there where, okay, let's say you got repetitive and this is like a critical moment because you, you let's say you have repetitive question, right? So do you either continually repeating the question and hope that you don't sound like a robot and, and, and then get that sort of like fake, uh, uh, persona labeled on you by you just constantly repeating and droning the same response over and over and over and over again? Do you ignore and then end up looking like a possible jerk to some brand new person that comes into your chat because you just straight up ignore them? You know, or do you, do you or do you have some sort of bot command, which then it, that's a little bit of a different thing, I think, altogether when if you have the bot command, um, then it kind of looks like it's something that you as a streamer don't want to talk about that much right. because you want your bot to handle it. And then it, it could be, it can be borderline too much going on in chat with bot commands constantly. I've seen that in chats where there's bot commands created because the streamer doesn't want to talk about something over and over again. So therefore you got this flood of bot commands and responses in chat. So instead of the noise being on the streamers and now you got noise in the chat, you know, so, like, how you handle that, which direction you go is, like, incredibly tough. Yeah, and I think you have to evolve your response to it over time. That it, And, Kodiak, in your case, I, I would guess you're already at the point where you might have a big enough audience for some of the video streams you do that people don't come in and say, hey, what are you doing? They'll come in and say, hey, what is he doing? Like, they'll address their questions to the chat rather than directly to you sometimes. Do you find that that's the case? Yeah, yeah there's a lot of, um, oh, what server is he on? And I'm like... He is on Orwin server, and they're like, "Oh, he actually reads the chats." Like, yeah, I do read the chat constantly. But I think that um, that's a break point, though, where you can say, um, "Now that I've got to this point, that that problem is less severe because I can rely on chat to answer some of those questions that I answer all the time, and maybe I'll weigh in if I have something new to say." But and I think that's yeah. probably the best solution is actually having such an awesome, strong community that is willing to answer and help out other people in chat who have questions where you as a streamer don't have to like constantly keep repeating yourself. I think that's probably the, the best outcome, at least in my opinion. 
Yeah, I would agree. I think that that's kind of been the goal of like, for example, for me, um, when I do like MMOs and stuff, there's a lot of pruning that happens with the chat, right? Because um, you know, you know, games. When you're doing a single game, you're exposed to a you know increasingly large, like population of people with varied perspectives and, and you know behavioral patterns and things like that. So when you start taking out the trolls and stuff, you're kind of like pruning you know, your chat to grow in a very specific kind of way and you culture it so that it becomes this thing that helps answer questions and helps people learn about the game and helps you learn about stuff as well because you know, nobody knows everything about anything, really. Um, I think that's part of the process. And, uh, you know, another thing that goes back to the patience you have to develop because, you know, you don't want to remove someone who is... Um, there's one guy who actually originally met me in-game because he he PK'd me, he player killed me uh, <laughs> over a misunderstanding, and then he came to my chat to troll because he thought that I mentioned that I was streaming to try to bully him, and then stayed and realized the kind of person I was, and now is one of my like most helpful and interesting to talk to regulars. You know, mm -hmm. all you know, and that only happened because there was a cutoff point where I was like, maybe this person isn't actually just like a jerk. You know, I'm going to try to test it out and see what happens, and it, you know, paid off. Have you have you had the opposite of that, where you've had someone who's come in and they've been they've seemed to be pretty great, and then after that point, they're not. I wouldn't say that they're like outright trollish or doing anything that's obviously banable, but they're just kind of douchey. Like I don't know how you manage that really. I think that that's that's where again you have to be really patient because this person is always in your chat they're always communicating with if the chat window is moving that helps you it gives you something to talk about um i have i have had a similar situation um and the uh, the person eventually stopped showing up to the channel overall lately um and it's i i honestly don't know i I considered privately messaging them, you know, um, because I think I think the worst thing you can do is like to call them out or in, while you're streaming, be like, hey, right. you know, stop being an asshole, you know, or something like that. Mm -hmm. But um, but like I thought I seriously thought about privately messaging this person and be like, hey, is there something going on? Like you, you seem like really on edge lately. I, and that's usually I I think that's the best way to approach it uh -huh. privately if you can and and not and not in a um, condemning or like negative way but just like that like you know hey you seem really you seem aggravated lately or is something going on or is everything all right you know so, something like that I think more with probably, an air of concern than a uh, than than to castigate yeah exactly or to instruct wanna, yeah. And, that, and that's and that's basic like human you know interaction and and everything is like you know if if, if you go in and be like hey you're being a real douche in my chat lately what's up with that <laughs> then then it's just gonna be if you, it's gonna be bad you know they're like what oh fuck you I blah 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 but if, if yeah. you come in like in an understanding point of view and like recognize that their behavior in chat recognize that they are acting this kind of way but and, and but also try to like figure out what's going on and maybe try to like you know have the person kind of open up a little bit to like maybe something that's obviously bugging them cuz usually probably there's something that's like agitating them in real life or a certain other viewer that is like making them pissed off every now and then or something yeah and so a lot you, of times so somebody mean... would even be wrecking if they even recognize and again this is for real life too even if somebody gets rec is recognizes that 
it's almost like a self-awareness thing that they that they've been like acting a certain way a lot of times that stops it because they were like oh wow yeah i i kind of was being a bit of a dick uh earlier you know that's a good point and you didn't you didn't say you were being a dick you said hey is everything okay yeah and, uh, i think and that's a good approach surprised how much more you can get out of somebody uh approaching it that way yeah so you mean I can't just walk up to somebody and go, dude, why are you being such an asshole? And yeah. expect them to like that. Uh, uh, that's, you know, you get you get an interesting response. I don't know if it's the one you would want, though. <laughs> I, I think that that's, that, that, you know, that leads into a completely different other conversation that's, um, that's equally interesting about how, like, in in gamer culture, we have this issue where, a lot of the right things end up getting said in exactly the wrong way. Like, you know, we use a lot of like really inflammatory language to say things that are actually not are interesting topics and interesting points that need to be made in different scenarios. Like if somebody doesn't like a game, for example, you know, they're like, Oh, that game is shit. It's the worst game ever. <laughs> the developers are literally spitting on our faces. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> are they really? Yeah. No, and, and no, it's, yeah, you got to be careful with, yeah, exactly. Because you, it's, that's another thing too, is being a streamer is like, you're on stage, you know, everything you say is all live. And sometimes you just want to like spout something off on the top of your head and you want to say it however you want to say it. But it's difficult. You always got to be like, and again, I guess it comes right back to the patience thing. You got to really understand how the things you say or the way you say certain things can be interpreted very, very differently. And the way it can influence your audience, because I, I think that it, all of us being relatively small streamers, we might underestimate the amount of influence we have in our viewer base. I, I Sometimes I sit and reflect on the fact that my viewers spend hundreds of hours with me. I think I probably spend more time with my viewers than I spend with my wife just because I have a five-hour daily show and she comes from work, we eat dinner for two hours and go to bed, right? Like, that's a really intimate relationship to have with people. And if you are carrying yourself in such a way that you're influencing them negatively. I think that that's bad. Um, earlier when we were talking about kids coming into chat, I was thinking, I, I always, I don't want to be cynical about it. I want to think maybe I can influence this person for the better. Maybe I can save them, you know, and it's, it's not the right way to go. I think that the right solution is to ignore attention seeking behavior and, and not try to, to fix people. I think that you, you do have a unique platform to, you know, you'll never change somebody's mind in an afternoon. You'll never change somebody's mind in a discussion um, the way people change their minds is by thinking about it over the course of days, weeks, months, years, decades. But you can, I think you can plant ideas. And I think that as a streamer, you have almost a, a duty, the, the onus is on you to plant good ideas and as many good ideas as you can, not, not negative ideas, not toxic ideas, things that make people reflect. That's, that's something that I, 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 kind of, I take really seriously as part of my, my broadcast. And I kind of always have, even when I was a lot smaller, um, you know, on the subject of like trying to, to get conversations going and, and I often harp on, you know, the fact that there's a right, you know, there's a right and a wrong way to say anything. You can say something terrible the right way and make a good point. You can say something terrible, I mean, something good, you know, the wrong way and not make a point at all, you know, and I kind of harp on that, on that idea so often. I think it invites a lot of, you know, open, you know, more open-minded appreciation of the fact that people see things completely differently you can have exactly opposed viewpoints of a subject but still neither side can necessarily be wrong you know like the because things end up being so subjective um you know in mmos like with bdo like 
someone will go, oh, this class is terrible at this. And then another person will go, yeah, except I do that with that class all the time. And then it boils down to this weird kind of moment where if either of them had been like, this thing is shit. And then the other person's like, no, you're shit because you can't make this thing work. <laughs> you know, There is no conversation. But when you approach it as, you know, there's a right and a wrong way to say anything suddenly they, they tailor the way that they say those things and then it starts a conversation that educates both people on why something might not be as good as they think or why it's you know better than they think. I think that's fair. There's a surprisingly few number of things in the universe that are actually black and white, if anything, you know. You know, things things are gray. There are there are shades of gray. Um and I think the problem is at the end of the day when when you're in you're the streamer, you have the ability to talk for five minutes about the grays of a subject, but it's a lot faster for a new person who walks in to say, this sucks, or this is awesome. Like that gets across their general idea very quickly. It doesn't require, you know, you don't have the problem where your chat is filled up by 12 lines of opinion. They've just got their one thing out there and they're done. Um, so finding out how to manage that and, and maybe convert the things that people say in your chat into T taking it from the extreme polarized, this is terrible, this is awesome, to the more uh, subtle stuff, I think, is where you want to go with it. Yeah, and I think it's also like, you know, again, the whole um, modeling uh, of certain, like, behaviors that you want in chat as a streamer. It's like if somebody comes in and is like, this game's shit, uh, you could be, you know, you could say many different things. Um, or you could say, oh, you know, interesting, why don't you like this game? Mm -hmm. And then you kind of leave it alone. And then usually what will happen is they'll go on and say something that they don't like about it. And then, you know, oh, this, you know, uh, I don't know, the mechanics of such and such are, are obnoxious or whatever. And then somebody else in chat might, you know, come in. Now, instead of like arguing about like whether or not a game is shit, now you changed it to arguing about a specific thing that they don't like about the game. And then you can actually get somewhere intelligent, hopefully. You can actually have a conversation instead of a fight. That's really, I wish I would have done that recently. I had somebody come in and say exactly that. This game is shit. And instead of saying, why do you think it's shit? I said, I don't think that you should, you know, I did what I just talked about. Is I don't think you should, you know, be that hyperbolic. You shouldn't say things are just outright shit. And now the conversation was framed in such a way that we were talking about what he said, you know, rather than what he thought. Um, so, yeah, that's that's really good advice. Pivot to what they really mean. At the same time, you have like the fact that some people don't want to have that conversation, and they they are gravely opposed to it, which is actually what happened in that instance. <laughs> That's exactly I happened what happened. To in there, um, you know, people like because because you have that culture in your chat, people were like, "Well, what do you not like about it?" Because I think that X Y Z was actually pretty good. I think it executed this very well, and compared to this, it was this this good in this way. And he was just like, "Nope, that's just my opinion. I don't care what you scrubs think." And it's like, dude, then why are you like? Why did you? Even <laughs> that, that, that's when I'd be like, "Okay, well, have a good day, man." You know, that's that's basically what happened when he said that. And but still, it's it's tough that that there are people out there that want to. That's the way they want to engage. They want to engage in a in a one sided asymmetrical way. They want to say their opinion and leave it at that and not follow up. It's like, well, why are you even in chat? You know, go somewhere and hold up a sign. <laughs> Bioshock Infinite sucks. <laughs> yeah, that's, and that's, kind of, that's exactly what they're doing. Sometimes I think it's like just a matter of ranting or, you know, boredom or a whole slew of different things. Um, but you, I, you should always try to turn it to a moment of like, like I was saying earlier, because it's not only a good effort to just try to do it in general, it's good practice, but 
because it also can, can cultivate a particular thing in your chat, like, you know, with having intelligent discussions, stuff like that. But plus it also just looks good as you as a streamer, because instead of immediately saying, you know, oh, really? This game shit banned or, you know, you know, don't, you know, or immediately be draconic and say something like, don't talk like that in the chat or, you know, things like that. If you if you always try to go with like, oh, OK, well, why don't you think? then whether or not that actually gets to where you want to go, it at least sets that image of yourself as a streamer, as somebody that isn't going to be, you know. Right. I think, I think you're right on that. If they're going to be the douchebag, if they were, they were my douchebag that I had a couple of days ago, um, we were just talking about, if you open that same way, they're still going to end in the same place and you're still going to end up banning them, but you give them the opportunity to not be that person. Um, and for the conversation, maybe be productive. I completely agree. So it's, it's never not worth doing. <laughs> Right. And it sucks because a lot of times you just don't want to do with it. It's like, you know, this is just some random kid. You know, we were having a good conversation and chill moment. This kid comes in here and says this. I don't want to deal with it. And again, it goes back to just like that, that patience thing is like, you know, you just got to, you know, stay the course or whatever, you know, you know, it, 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 uh, hits on a mark of, of particular interest to me because you can have like a general like atmosphere of patience, but then you can have like individual things that happen that you can be less patient about. And that's something that I've been working on. There's particular things that can happen that kind of just get right behind that, that barrier, that cushion of, of patience that I have, you know, it just sneaks around the edge and just gets in really quickly. So it's like, you kind of want to have like a response where you just shut it down a lot faster than you would shut down, you know, maybe a different conversation topic or a different, you know, statement that was made. And, you know, it can be worth it, worthwhile to figure out what those things are, figure out why they bother you. Um, it's a personal exercise that I have, you know, when something bothers me, I actually take some time to, to think about why exactly does that get to me? Yeah, you because know, I don't when, think when you're angry, you know, that you are you are not thinking rationally at all in that moment. And it, it's very tough. It's it's very easy to do something or say something or act a certain way when you're angry and be impulsive or, or upset or whatever. But, yeah, exactly that, because you got to calm down and get, you know, your head in the right place and then really think clearly about what happened um, why that certain thing somebody said triggered you to think or act or whatever in a certain way and, you know, what you could do differently um, as a response to what was done before. Yeah. I think that every day, especially with streaming, it's like you kind of have to just take it as a new day. You can't really consider things that have happened previously because it's this, you know, the Internet's so big, you know, and it's such a representation of the world in a larger scale. You can't really, you can't really base too much of what's happening on what happened the day before, because otherwise you just start falling into this hole of oh everybody's this or everybody's that or all of these people are are just going to do this or you know the people of the internet are are terrible or people who play this game are terrible and it's not really a productive way of looking at it. It's an easy way of solving you know your your immediate emotional problem with a with an occurrence but it's not really a productive way to move forward as a broadcaster and actually be able to deal with you know the various instances of nonsense that come up you know as you you try to develop and that's something that i'm still working on after what like two and a half years of, of streaming the the various instances of nonsense that trend towards a torrent of nonsense i still worry that 
the basic Twitch model, the kind of streams that we have that are more intimate and adult and feature actual conversation are just fundamentally incompatible with success. And not due to like any failure on Twitch's part, just the fact that even if you had, suppose you had 10,000 viewers who are all rational, intelligent adults trying to have a conversation, the chat would just be moving too fast for anything to happen anymore. So I, I worry that our kind of environment is unsustainable. Like there's there's ways you can kick the can down the road. You can eventually get sub mode when you become a partner. You get slow mode. You can do the R9K thing to make sure that any text entered is unique. You can do things in your bot to to ban certain phrases or overuse of symbols, capture emotes. But I don't know how to how to sustain it forever and and still be successful. I don't think you can. Think, that's that's the I biggest that, question. Yeah. I think that the, the the issue is that it ends up progressing into a different thing, right? Mm -hmm. Because um, Twitch is something that people use, you know, as, as a former, you know, you know office bound, uh, you know, corporate worker myself. Like I used to watch Twitch while I was at work and stuff. You can't really engage with it in the same way. Um, but you do still feel like you're part of a community and it does still connect you with people. You do, you know, you recognize this username or this person and they become a friend to you and they become someone you talk to. I think things like Discord, and I think that, you know, it help us to maintain that kind of atmosphere of community. Um, I have, you know, more and more these older, you know, viewers and stuff who are like super excited about community events like movie night and then you know actually in particular super excited about the evenings that are the days where i play games other than my main game that drop my numbers because to them it's like oh we only have 30 people as opposed to 150 it's so intimate it's so cool we're just hanging out and it's just the best of us and it's like that's actually super great attitude to have about it. I wish that I could appreciate that in comparison to, you know, the longstanding career goal of keeping the numbers up because you have to have really high numbers. It's, it's an interesting dynamic. And I think what it ends up being is that um, you, you know, you have a smaller audience, but you have to build up the, I guess, not just the financial uh, viability of it in, in more intimate and specific ways, but just the, the capacity for maintaining that kind of uh, intimacy and connection with your audience. Even when it's not during your live stream, right? I think I've fallen you. Discord has been probably the, the single best new technological thing that I've had for my stream since I started. And that now my community is always running. It's We had forums and they weren't so great because you had to opt into the forums and um, you had to get email it was it was not as nice as Discord is, where people basically have your Twitch chat running all the time. Um, I'll often go in there and post pictures from stuff I'm doing in real life. Like, I'm going to go to PAX next week. I'm probably going to spend the whole time at PAX posting pictures. And there's going to be some set of my viewers that don't ever use Discord. They're, they're, you call them less hardcore. Um, I think that you'll always have a, a more hardcore subset of your fan base that you can still be intimate with on something like Discord or something like a, a forum. Um or if you're if you're focusing on a certain game, if you're playing that different game, like you were saying, so maybe that's the solution: is just have some other way of interacting with them and give up, give into the fact that your actual live stream might not always be the way that it is today. Mm -hmm. I think it's kind of unavoidable. Um, eventually, eventually, what ends up happening is that you know you ideally get big enough to where you know you can you can support everything that you want to do with you know the broadcast and whatnot. But at that point. 
the numbers are always going to be so high that it's very hard to maintain a chat that's completely readable that you can 100% connect with. Um, so people get more invested the more accessible they feel you are, is, is my experience so far. So you have to figure out ways to maintain that you know, on a larger scale. And I think that, yeah, stuff like Discord helps a lot. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people who are just like newer to streaming kind of have this concept of like ownership of viewers. So there's a certain kind of like, that's something you got to get over it. I think we're maybe, I don't know if we're unique in the industry, the art and entertainment industry, but certainly fairly rare in the sense that all of our colleagues are in, in at least some way competition. So like, I love you guys, but if you stream from noon to five, fuck you, stay off my turf. (laughs) (laughs) You can't watch two streams at the same time, you know? And the best possible situation is to network with somebody who starts streaming the moment you stop. Um, but having to keep that in mind, I think that's what drives a lot of new streamers to be envious and protective of their viewers and not wanting to overhost. Like, oh, what if I, what if I send them? <laughs> what if my best friend starts dating my girlfriend? Like, I, I don't want to lose viewers in that way. Yeah, it gets yeah. very protective. Yeah, people get very protective because they, they feel it feel it's like a fragile kind of feeling. Like, you know, I have these. X amount of viewers, you know, what if they go somewhere else? Then I'll have nothing, you know, because I only have like 10 people watching me, you know, so yeah, I can yeah. totally understand that. But yeah, once you get to the point where you realize and also reflect on yourself as a viewer of Twitch streams, Twitch streams, Twitch or Twitch viewers are very fickle, like consumers of uh, media or whatever you want to call it. Like, I bounce around a lot of different channels while I'm watching somebody. And the reason I leave a channel isn't because this guy sucks. It's usually because ah, I want to watch something else or ah, the laundry's done or ah, I'm going to yeah. go eat something. You know, it's, it's, but sometimes as a streamer, especially when you're starting off and you're really small, you like overanalyze. Like I had five people in chat. Now I only got three, two people who don't like me. What did I just say? Sucks. You know, they're yeah. going somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, totally get it. I think that's good social advice in general to, no one thinks as much about you as you think about you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's the most, the biggest relief for me as a pretty socially awkward person in real life that, you know, if you're obsessing over what other people are thinking of you, they've got their own problems, man. They're not thinking yeah. about you. It's they exactly. probably had to go get the laundry. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Like, uh, it, yeah. I, I was really bad about that because I was very insecure about that for, for the longest time. And only very recently, and I've only I've only just like I'm I maybe like been streaming for two years and a month now or something, but only very recently did I just completely get over that nonsense and be like, you know, just you know, you you hear you hear this advice a lot that gets very uh, uh, taken the wrong way, but I'll say it ha- now: just have fun, you yeah. know. And yeah, what yeah. I mean by that is like, you know. I, I need to like think back to why I got, you know, always try to remind yourself why you started streaming in the first place, you know, and you, it's easy to get wrapped up in your own little world and, and what you're trying to do, but you, you got to step back a lot of times and be like, wait, why did I start doing this in the first place? Do you, do you think that you've, um, cause I, I've had a, a change in feeling towards streaming also very similarly after about two years, do you think that that is entirely something that you've drawn from yourself or do you think that that's bolstered by, the community that you've developed like do you think you could have that same outlook as you know five average concurrent viewers pythagatron versus today's pythagatron 
because um, I, I wonder if having the power of having the extra community where now it's not, it's, you know, the percentage swing if one person leaves your chat is so much smaller when you have 20, 30, 40, 50 viewers or 100 in Kodiak's case um, than when you have one or two. Yeah, and I guess and I guess probably not because I think a lot of it has to do with an obsession maybe over the amount of viewers you have in your chat, and then therefore losing one viewer when you only have two is tremendous as opposed to like if you have like twenty on average, you you don't get too concerned about it. I guess um, a lot of it is just also me myself kind of like trying to let go because I'm such a very like self critical person. Mm-hmm. I kind of beat myself down a lot. Um, and, um, many talks with my wife, she, she'll attest to that. Um, but she, she's helped out a lot too, because like, you know, it, it's all about trying to be positive. Like when I'm done with the stream, I used to say, man, that stream, oh, there's only like, I, I looked at the average concurrence. There's only like eight viewers, but now I start saying, Hey, I had a lot of fun playing that game. And there were some like cool moments in chat, you know, somebody remember talking about this or that. And once you try to condition yourself to change that perspective to the latter instead of the former, you know, assess your stream at the end in a more qualitative way, then you really just kind of let go of all the the silly stuff and you really just genuinely start having a, you know, a good time and not like beat yourself up or, or get super critical of yourself or get absorbed in the numbers, you know? Yeah. I think that um, I've actually had a, a micro, you know, instance of this uh this weekend we just started doing uh, a little bit of variety again i was doing a lot of variety before uh bdo came out and then i switched to maining that as my uh, as my, the one game that i play pretty much all the time um starting on saturdays i've been doing like variety again we started pillars of eternity this weekend and like huge drop off uh, I don't know. I, I think uh, Pythagoras, you were doing like Souls games pretty seriously for a while, mm-hmm. and then started doing, you know, mixing it up again. Um, and you can probably attest to it as well. The kind of drop off when you go from doing one particular game or, or 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 type of game to starting to diversify, it's pretty huge, and it can be jarring no matter what level you're at. How many people, you know, won't even bother to attempt to tune in if you're not playing that main thing that they expect you to play. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I was having a moment at the beginning of stream I, and, and something that I've done recently to kind of, it, I, I feel that it kind of connects me more with, with, with my audience as well as kind of gets me out of my head with regards to, you know, numbers and things like that is I just, I'm super honest about my thoughts at any given time. So I was like, yeah, I don't really, like, you know, it's kind of a bummer to have to like lose, you know, you know, drop my concurrence down from this number all the way down to this number. It's like you know, less than a third of the people that we usually have. And people are like, what are you talking about? This is amazing. Like, we're just hanging out, talking, yeah. watching this really cool game. And it's like, oh, right. We're having fun. I forgot that was part of it. about that part. Oh. Really? What? That's what this is? So, but like when you, when you, when you mentioned about uh, dropping off, your, yes, because like when I play Dark Souls, um, but actually my biggest, my, and I, st- I still remember this, you know, as, as silly as my, 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 my record or whatever you want to say of concurrent viewership was Darkest Dungeon prior to release. Right, uh, Darkest Dungeon. I climbed up to like 100 at one point, which was amazing, not from hosts or anything. It was just, and then once it was released, all the big stringers came in and that was gone. But when I switched to another game, my numbers dropped a lot. And at first I was like, you almost take it personally as like, you know, 
you you just don't you don't want to watch me for me you want to watch me because i'm playing this game man you're a jerk you know gosh that's yeah, yeah, so yeah. rude you know but then which is silly of course but later i just again that self-reflection like later i was watching somebody streaming and i said and i saw it was somebody that i love to stream and i saw they were playing a certain game i'm like i don't want to watch it and then it hit me i'm like wait <laughs> right or the opposite where you're like oh shit they're playing dark souls oh man that's a game that i want to watch blind i'm gonna tune in even though i never watch their channel and that that's what organically creates the 100 viewers when you're playing dark souls that goes away and it's not none of them are they're not leaving because they don't like you it's just because they were especially excited by that one thing yeah and it's like and you gotta have to it's tough like the any insecurities or you know and i i got a lot of insecurities or like social awkwardness or whatever you want to call it and and it's very hard because you're on camera in front of strangers, essentially. And it's very easy to, like, overanalyze stuff and or take things personally. And it's very hard to, like, relearn, to condition yourself to, like, not think in that way and to, like, change your outlook. Instead of thinking, man, I just dropped X amount of viewers. But, like, uh, those amount of viewers just weren't interested in the game I was playing. You know, yeah, yeah. It, it's very, it's very, very tough to do it, but it's, it has to be done for like the sake of your own sanity and like happiness and everything streaming. The, the quality of your channel too, you, you can definitely tilt. I think like a, a unruly viewer can make you tilt. Seeing the numbers go down can make you tilt. And I think it just takes experience streaming to increase your, you know, your tilting resistance threshold, your tilting resistance stat. But I, but I think my point, though, is that if you're a new streamer and you've got one or two viewers and you feel not very resilient to tilting, that something going wrong can really throw you off. Like, I think you don't need to feel bad. You don't need to listen to this and be like, oh, these guys, they they figured it out. They know how to, to get over that stuff. Like, no, that, that takes like two years of putting up with it and seeing what affects you and learning to not let it get to you, you know. It's, yeah. it's the same patience muscle. Like you, you have to, you have to work it out. And the only way to work it out is to actually experience the thing and then analyze it and then experience it again and see how, you know, it's having spent time with it. Yeah. It's, it's a straight up skill like anything else. And once you realize that and not think it's like something you're born with or you just have or don't have, um, then it's like, then you're, you feel more empowered to like do something about it because you're like wait i just if i just practice being patient more often i'm going to get better at being patient it's as simple as that cool good talk guys yeah catch us on the next episode bye everybody